Spazzin' Out, America's podcast, recorded live from Boston, broadcasting around the world, covering everything America is talking about and beyond. Take your seats and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Anthony Parziali. Well... Surprise, surprise, surprise. Days, literally days after going to Meth Mile, seeing 300 plus people, seeing people passed out on the floor, having a a guy describe what it's like to overdose, telling me that his brother overdosed, uh, uh, speaking with a woman that's claiming that she's not a druggie. I mean, dude, 300 plus fucking druggies shooting up. On Meth Mile. Days after going down there. Days after going down to Meth Mile. Massachusetts. That, so I go, I broadcast live from Meth Mile because I don't want the meth heads, the drug addicts moving to Revere Mass. Boston Mayor wants to move all the 300 plus druggies and drop them in Revere and make it Revere's problem. Now, I find out that Massachusetts... Massachusetts, it, on Monday, I so if you're listening to this podcast and it's Monday, Massachusetts today is going to have a hearing on whether or not they should have drug-using sites, on whether or not they should have consumption sites, consumption sites, illegal, they want to set up, I'm going to fucking lose my mind, they want to set up sites where Drug users can go and do drugs in front of uh, professionals that can ensure that they're not going to overdose. That's If that's not the most fucked up thing I've ever heard in my entire life, it's ridiculous. First off, there are federal implications. The doctors or the nurses or the, the professionals that are going to be administering the coke, crack, fentanyl, uh, heroin to these people are putting themselves at risk because the federal government, the attorney general has already said that something like this would leave them open to federal charges. Rhode Island currently does this. My mind is blown that we're going to waste any money, any, a fucking cent on whether or not we should open up facilities where people can stroll in and fucking snort a line. Hey, I I got to... You know what? Maybe I'm looking. You know what? Maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way. Maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way. I, I apologize. This is spazzing out America's podcast. I do this podcast five times a week: Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights. I, I record it at night and then I upload it to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Odyssey. Hey Alexa, play spazzing out America's podcast. I'm currently doing the podcast in my car because I had to drop my son off. So I'll try not to look down. The reason that I even do it live on Facebook or Instagram is because it records the audio for me and then I rip the audio off the video and then I upload it to the podcast. That's how I, re- that's how I record it. We're getting back to the, to the, to the drug users. I, my head, I can't even wrap my head 
around a facility where you could go in and just say, you know, I have some kind of a habit and the doctors will hook you up. Well, let's put it like this. I like to drink. So maybe I like, maybe I'm looking at it wrong. I, I like to drink. Maybe I should go to one of these consumption sites, walk in and say, I have a, I have an alcohol problem. You got me tequila. Can you pour me the right amount of tequila so that I don't get alcohol poisoning and kill myself? Is that what we've come to in the United States? That, that the people, I'm, I'm, listen, if you are, I'm going to get real harsh on, on, on drug users and, and the problem in the United States. Because it really, for me, it comes down to mental toughness. For me, it comes down to mental toughness. My mom, if you listened to the last podcast while I was live at Meth Mile, if you didn't hear the podcast while I was at Meth Mile, go back and check it out. I interview a few people living out there, talk to them about what their problems are. Look, I feel bad for anybody that's lost a loved one uh, to drug overdoses, to, to drugs and alcohol. I, I really do. Addiction is, it's, it's probably addiction to drugs and alcohol is probably the strongest emotion that somebody can, it has to be the strongest emotion. It must be. Now, I've never been addicted to alcohol. I've never been addicted to drugs. I've never actually done any uh, drugs other than alcohol, to be honest with you. Just uh, alcohol is my drug of choice. But I can stop. I don't need to drink. I choose to drink. I don't know what it's like to have that yearn for alcohol, but I can tell you that it's strong because my mom had five boys and she picked, she picked doing drugs and drinking alcohol over her sons. I can't imagine... A feeling like that. I can't imagine ever picking something like alcohol and drugs over my kids. I mean, it's a simple choice. You know, if if my kids were, if their lives were fucked up, and my kids came to me and they were like, "Hey, Dad, you got to stop drinking, or, or we're out of your life." I mean, I mean, I'd stop drinking. I mean, it'd be it's a no-brainer. And not to mention that people that are addicted, they will steal from you. If you have family members that are addicted to drugs, they'll steal from you. My mom stole from me. She stole a couple thousand dollars from me, credit cards out my brother's names, took money. They'll lie and they'll point the finger at anybody else to do what they got to do to get their drugs because they don't give a fuck about you. All they care about is getting high. That's it. That's all they care about. I don't see how having a drug facility, a consumption, a drug consumption facility where addicts can go and safely do drugs is going to help addicts get off of drugs. I don't see it. If anything, I see you're, you're, you're putting a band-aid on the situation. You're enabling them to continue to do drugs, but supervised. You, you've basically put them in the matrix. You know that in the matrix, if you've ever seen the movie The Matrix, that's basically what these people are. They're, they're, they're just... You might as well put them in those little cells where the, where the computers suck them for energy. Because that's what these people are. They're like the walking dead down at fucking Meth Mile. They're done. You know what they look like? Ursula. They look like Ursula's poor, unfortunate souls. If you've watched The Little Mermaid, they're down there like... Oh, oh. And I feel awful for them. I do. Don't get me wrong. I want to see people get better. I just don't see how someone gets better 
by giving them a safe place to do drugs. I, I understand the concept, okay? I can understand the concept. I'm sitting in traffic, by the way. It's like, and maybe it's like still from the Patriots game. I have no idea. I can understand the concept of, well, if we administer the drugs to them, there'll be less overdoses. Again, I'll say that again. If, if they, they feel like if they have these consumption sites, these drug-using sites, they'll have less people having overdoses. This way, I, I mean, I don't see how that helps. You're just going to continue to feed someone's habit. What I want to know is how are you going to really help these people get off drugs? I might be more in favor of they're going to have um, more rehab centers where they're not getting any drugs and you're going to cold turkey it and make them get off drugs. It doesn't work. It fucking doesn't work. It fucking doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's stu- this is fucking stupid. It does not work. It's a waste of money. Take it from somebody. I dealt with it my entire life. My entire life. Trying to battle with someone to get them to stop using drugs. It's a useless fight. It's a waste of your time. And all it does is suck your life out of you. It sucks the fucking life out of you, your family, and everybody around you. And the drug addict doesn't give a fuck. They don't give a shit. These people got kids. They don't fucking care. These people got moms, dads. They don't give a shit. They don't care. They don't. And I know this sounds harsh. And I know even even for a Republican, people are like, oh, damn, how could you say that? My brother says, bro, they don't give a fuck about you. They don't. And we're going to have these. I wish a politician would say that. I would love it that a politician came out and said, you know what? In the United States of America, we have a massive drug problem. Hundreds of thousands of people, of younger, and it's younger people, of kids, are dying every single day of drug overdoses. Hundreds of thousands. And I just wish they would come out and say, and there's nothing we can fucking do about it. Now, there are some things we could do. We could do a better job of keeping drugs out of the United States. You could do a better job down at the border. You could do, you know, do a better job keeping drugs off the street. But guess what? Drug addicts are going to find a way to get fucking high. Trust me. We took the crack cocaine away from my mom. This bitch, she fucking snorted whippets. Fucking whippets. They'll snort fucking bath salts. They'll try anything. They'll drink fucking antifreeze if they thought it would get them high. They'll sniff paint thinner. They'll find some paint thinner. They'll sniff fucking glue. They'll do whatever it takes. You're never going to change my mind on this either. There are some people that are trying to uh, uh, hit me up on the uh, on the line and try to tell me, oh, you know, you can help me. You can't. You can't. The only way you can help these people is they got to want to help themselves. They have to hit rock bottom and they have to have that decision. There's that moment. Am I going to die or am I going to pick myself up? Is it over? Or am I fucking going to win? You can't do that for them. And let me tell you something. You're wasting your life fighting to do it. You're wasting your time. Now, I'm going to be clear on this. Some people might be worth the fight, right? You know, if my daughter or if my son get fucked up on on drugs, I'll, I'll waste my entire life trying to fight that battle with them. 
but I'm a little bit different. If my kid, if my son or my daughter gets hooked on drugs, the second I know they're hooked on drugs, we're out, bro. I'm dipping. I'm grabbing my fucking kid and I'm locking his ass. Fucking, I, I will go to the desert. I'll go move to Arizona. I'll go move. I, well, I guess I don't have to go to Arizona. I'll lock that little shit's ass in the goddamn basement. I'll quit my fucking job and I will stay home with him and I will watch his ass for the next fucking three years until he gets every single goddamn, um, until he's detoxed to the max and I'll snuff his ass out and build him up and build him up. That's what I do with my kids now. I build them up. You call my kids now. Hey, Nariam, I love you. My son say, Dad, I love you too. What's more important, Nariam, that I love myself, Dad? Presley, I love you. I love you too, Dad. What's more important, that I love myself? And then I ask them, what does that mean? What does that mean that you love yourself? And then they'll tell me. I make them give me fucking examples. What does it mean? Well, it means that, uh, yeah, like my son Nariam just said this recently, he said, my, my son got a, uh, uh, is an advanced red belt in karate. So his next belt's going to be black belt. And he, and he got his belt, and he, he came off, and I, and I asked him, I said, you know, I, I just said to him, I go, how do you feel? He's like, I, I, I feel good, Dad. I work really hard for this, and he did. And I go, I go, does it mean that I love you any more or any less? No. You don't love me. He, he just, he said, no. What, what does being a black belt or, or a, an advanced red belt have to do with how you feel about me? Like that's right, buddy. I love you no matter what. How do you feel about yourself? And then he said this. He goes, Dad, I'm really proud of myself, but if I had messed up today, I'd still love myself. I I would still hold myself on high regard. He didn't say regard. He said on on high uh, self-esteem, because he's. And then he said he goes, because I understand that there is a difference between who I am. And the things that I do, I make mistakes, but that doesn't define me as a fucking person. I build my kids up on that fucking shit. People take it personal. People, when they get criticized at work, they think their boss doesn't like them. No, it dipshit. The boss just doesn't want you to do that. Doesn't mean he doesn't like you. And that's what happens at home. Dad corrects you. You think dad doesn't like you. Mom corrects you. You think mom hates you. Your brother leans into you. You think your brother hates you. They don't. Just because you fucked up at something doesn't mean you're a bad person. There's two different, there's two different things in life. It's the I and the R. There's the identity of a person and then there's a role. My identity as Anthony is completely different than my role as a father. Because sometimes as a dad, I'm not a good dad. Sometimes as a dad, I'm a great dad. But that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. It doesn't mean that I'm not fucking great. It just means I had a bad day. And that happens a lot, and people can't handle it, so they lean to drugs. They get fucked up. They get high. And they have to get high because they think that other people hate them. They think people don't like them. They think that they're not worth it. And I don't fucking understand that shit. I don't get it. I can un... But I should get it because people grow up in tough situations. You got a kid that grows up, his dad's a drunk, his mom's an alcoholic. They got abused their whole fucking life. They got treated like shit. So they don't know anything better because they think it's their fault. I never felt like that. I never blamed myself for my mom. 
I never blamed myself for that shit. I was never like, man, my mom's a fucking druggie because I'm a shit kid. Never. I never got, I never blamed myself and was like, man, how come my mom picked drugs over me? Never. Even the other day, I was having a conversation with Kaylee and her fucking friend was in the car, right? I wasn't with, Kaylee wasn't, my, my wife Kaylee was with herself. I'm sorry. I was by myself on the phone and Kaylee was with her friend Melissa. I didn't know she was with her friend Melissa, but it didn't fucking matter because the response would still be the same. Me and Kaylee were, being a, were having an argument about something, and I said, Kay, you know where I stand on this. And it doesn't even matter what the fucking conversation was. I go, you know where I stand on this. And she goes, yeah, I know. Anthony's on. I go, no. I, I go, here's where I stand. I put myself before everybody. I'm number one. I put myself fucking tops. Because if I don't, if I don't hold myself in high regard, if I don't put myself at the top, if I don't look at myself and look at Mount Rushmore and see me the fuck up there, then I'm susceptible to low self-esteem. It just means that I don't care about myself. And it doesn't mean that I don't care about my kids. My kids are the most important thing in my life. But I can't be there for my kids if I'm not there for myself. If I don't have high self-esteem for myself, how are my kids ever going to have high self-esteem? How can I pass it on to them? How can I keep my kids from doing drugs when the peer pressure comes? I never had a problem with peer pressure. So many times in my life I had been peer pressured into snorting a line or shooting something up or taking fucking some kind of drug and I simply just said no. And then people would, would make fun of me and say something. I'd be like, kid, I don't give a fuck what you say. I make my own choices. I'll do what I want. I'll have a drink. You want to get high? Fucking get high. Not my thing. And that's tough for people to do. Now we're on a whole completely different topic. Here's my point. Massachusetts would like to have consumption sites, drug using sites. They want to set up facilities where people can go and do illegal drugs so that they don't kill themselves. Honestly. I'm just going to say this is such a harsh thing to say, but if you're like, if you're at that point in your fucking life, then you need to make a choice. Either get it done and fucking kill yourself, get it done, or pull your fucking head out of your ass and step up. And by, by listen, I don't want anybody to kill themselves, so please, don't take it the wrong way. But by hanging around and doing drugs... And stealing and lying and cheating and fucking around on your family. You're fucking your kids up. You're fucking everybody up. Because there's people out there that still want to save you. Let them go. And for those people that are hanging on tight to that drug addict, oh, they'll change this time. I'll give them a hundo. Let me help them out. Let me stay. Go ahead. Let them stay at your house. You wake up in the morning, you'll notice that your gold necklace is gone. Your iPhone is gone missing. And they'll be like, oh, I didn't take it. And they'll point fingers at somebody else. I've been there. I've seen it happen. Fucking waste money on facilities for fucking people. Why the fuck would I waste a dime on you if you can't fucking have the respect for yourself to pull yourself out of a hole? Fuck off. That's honestly, that's how I feel. And it might be pretty harsh, but that's it. That's it. Why the fuck am I going to help you out 
when you can't even pull yourself out of a goddamn ditch. Simple. And I get it. It's an emotional thing for me. It is. It, it is. It, it really is. It's so close to my heart because of my mom. Because I lived it. I watched it. I saw what it did to my family. I saw what it did to my brothers. I saw what it did to my father. I mean, I watched it my whole life with my own eyes. Literally. I mean, I even one time, uh, uh, one guy my mom was dating, man, I watched this guy fucking slice himself up with a razor blade. Like 13 years old, this dude fucking looks at me and starts cutting his chest up. He writes Liz in his chest. He's like, Liz with the fucking blade. The blood was like squirting all over the fucking room. Honest, I, 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 so it's tough for me to understand or to, or to be sympathetic when someone talks to me about how tough their life has been or when someone talks to me about, you don't understand, I have to do drugs to feel better. I don't understand that. Now, I don't care if you do drugs. So let, I should clarify that. I don't care. Oh, you want to do drugs and fucking get banged up? Great. Go ahead. Go for it. I don't care. You do what you want to do with your life. I'll do what I want to do with my life. So if you want to get high and you want to hang out down at Meth Mile and you, you want to shoot up uh, in broad daylight and then pass out on the sidewalk and have police officers fucking step over you because they know you're not dead yet and walk around Mass Ave with, with some fucking Narcan in case one of your boys drops, fine. That's not the life for me. And that's not going to be the life for my kids. But I certainly do not condone Massachusetts setting up facilities where people can go and get high under supervision. It doesn't help. If you want to help these people out, go down to Mass Ave, grab all 300 of those fucking people, put them in a goddamn rehab facility, and don't let them out. Don't let them out. Make them stay there. For two, three, four fucking years. Get some coaching in there. Help them change their lives. Help them feel value in themselves. Help them understand that they don't need anybody else but themselves. When someone leaves you, no big deal. I always say that to my kids. All the time. But... No one. I tell my kids all the time, nobody loves you. I fucking say it to them. No one loves you. Now, dad does. I tell them, but I, I love you. Mom loves you. But ultimately, that love doesn't last. I'm going to die. I tell them straight up. I go, I'm not going to be here forever. When I'm gone, the only love you got now, if you believe in God, you got God and you got yourself. If you don't believe in God, you got your fucking self. So when I'm gone, when your wife leaves or, you know, your mom dies or your brother dies or someone dies, the only person you got to put your fucking head on is yourself. You might have other people in your life. Maybe you got a best friend. You can put your head on, you can put your head on their shoulder until they're gone. You get what I'm trying to get at? When you are alone and you're at the pit, you're at the bottom, you're at the bottom of the barrel and it's just fucking you and you're inside your head and all you can think of is, you know what, let me just shoot up. It'll make it all go away. But when I'm at that point, I still love myself and I still hug myself. 
so I don't need that. And that's what, here we go. This, this fucking ambulance probably had the meth mile. I'm not, and this is a very preachy podcast. I'm not trying to preach. Anytime we get on the drug topic on Spazzing Out America's podcast, it's passionate for me. It's close to home. I want everybody that is an addict to get themselves help. I, I, and I, it doesn't matter what they're addicted to. Drugs, alcohol, food, attention, um, gambling, driving. I, people have all jerking off. Whatever you're addicted to, if it's bad for you, and it's causing your family, it's causing problems at, with your family and your life, and it's go, and you're going to die from it. I hope that you get help. But the true thing, the truth is. The only way you're going to get help is if you start seeing value in yourself. I'll, I'll, I'll try to end it on this. I'll try to, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Each and every one of us is unique. All of us. No one can quite think the way you think. No one can write the way you write. No one can do the things you do quite the way you do them. No matter what you're doing. No one... You know, if if you're the best at throwing a football, nobody throws the football like you. But you know what? If you're the worst at throwing a football, still, no one quite throws a football like you. And that makes you unique. And there is, and and when you are unique, right, you're rare. And there is value in rarity. You have value. You have to value yourself. And when you can get to that point in your life, you become a dangerous person. Because now you don't need anything from anybody. You don't want anything from anybody. And you care about yourself above all. And what's great about that is then you get to choose the people that you want to be in your life. Then you truly know that you want someone to be in your life. Because you don't need them to be in your life. You want them to be in your life. Once you get that around your head without being cocky about it, that you can have some self-esteem. You can take criticism from somebody. Someone can tell you they didn't like this. Someone can get mad at you. And you can just merely understand that they're either having a bad day or they're just pissed off because they didn't want that to get fucked up and two seconds from now they're not going to give a shit. So you shouldn't either. But this generation of kids can't understand that. This generation of kids... They think that when their boss yells at them, they need to go get high. They think when mom yells at them, they need to drown it out with getting some juice. And then they end up on the streets. Like down on Mass Ave, 300 strong. And then Massachusetts doesn't know what the fuck to do. They got to do something. The United States of America doesn't know what to do. So let's give them drugs. And you know why they give them drugs? Do you even know why they're considering having facilities? Because it's easier to just give them drugs and to band-aid the problem until they slowly pass away years down the road. You keep them alive just long enough so that it's not an issue, so that it's not a problem, so that there aren't 300 people living out on the streets and then you find them housing and you do stuff like that for them. I have that conversation all the time with, with, with the, uh, my kids' moms. I don't fight my kids' moms on anything, really. 
when it comes to the medical decisions of my kids. I truly believe that both of their moms have the kids' best interests in mind. I never fight them on anything. But they both know that when it comes to drugging the kids with Adderall or something like that, that it'll never happen. Never. I'll never allow it, and I would go to court to fight it. And they know that. Why? Because I believe that Adderall and drugs like that are just a band-aid. I believe that kids get drugged at a young age because teachers and parents don't want to fucking deal with the kid. They can't handle the outrageousness of a kid, the electric, the, 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 the craziness. Now, let me stop. There are some kids that actually need it. But I think there are far more kids that are on Adderall that don't. And it's just an easy way for the teacher not to have to deal with a kid in class. It's just an easy way for mom and dad to not have to deal with shit. I don't accept that. And then you would say, oh, my kid does great on school when he's on Adderall. Well, let me tell you something. You get your fucking kid hooked on Addies in high school and in college. Well, what the fuck do you think he's going to do when he gets in the real world? Do you think someday it's just going to click? You think when he's fucking 30 years old and he's in a high-pressure situation at the office, he's not going to need the fucking drugs? You stupid fuck. If you teach the kid that, that having taking this drug will make everything better and they can focus better, well, then they're going to always need the drug to focus. If you tell the kid, you better fucking focus and teach him how to focus without drugs... Well, then there you go. Simple example. My son was having a fucking meltdown about something that was happening on the Xbox. He called me up. And he was like, it wouldn't play. He was having a fucking meltdown. He called me up. He, he FaceTimed me. And I'm talking to him. I'm like, bud, what's up? He's all upset. And I just said to him, I just straight up. I said, wait a second. You can't figure out how to get your Xbox on. He's like, I don't know the wires. And I said it to him just like this. I go, bud, you got to calm down. And, if, and, and then he was like, I can't. And I go, and I just said to him, and then I hung up nice and stern. I said, if you can't figure this out, you're fucked. Just like that. You're fucked. And then I hung up. Now, did I, I, by that I meant this is the easiest of tasks. If you can't figure out what wire goes where on the back of the TV, you're in trouble. So I didn't help him. And then he called me back 10 minutes later, say, Dad, I'm really sorry that I got so upset. I figured it out. I said, I know you would. I knew you would. Dad can't do things for you that I know you can do for yourself. Because if I do, you will always be looking for my help. So if I give my kids drugs to focus in high school and in preschool, they'll always need them when they get older. And then those turn into worse habits. Some kids do need them. I get it. Most kids don't. Most kids need a dedicated parent or a dedicated teacher or a dedicated coach to show them that they can focus. I mean, it's simple. I do it all the time with my daughter. My daughter has trouble trouble focusing on shit. So she'll, she's uh, my, my daughter's in first grade. They, they, they do the sight words. She has a fucking hell of a time with them. So then what do I do? I go, all right, press, you have a problem with these? And then I bring out my little ponies. And we do sight words with my little ponies. Well, sure as shit, she kills it. Because she's interested in it. And then I say to her, I say, honey, 
you know, you did a really good job with these sight words with the My Little Ponies. You know, I know you can do it with the other stuff, honey. You can focus just the same way. You just have to want to. Anyways, that's a far cry from being a fucking crackhead and having facilities in Massachusetts where they let people get fucked up. It's unacceptable. We've given up. That's what we've done. America has given up. We've given up and we've decided we can't win this. We don't want to help out our kids for real. We don't want to help out the drug addicts for real. We've given up. We're going to open up drug sites. Come get fentanyl. Come get... Well, you won't get fentanyl because... It'll be a drug site. So come get your heroin. Come get your crack cocaine. Come get your fucking... Come snort your lines. We're going to give it to you for free. And then you can go walk around for a zombie. Like a zombie. It's ridiculous. All right, guys. That's it. I'm done. I'm done preaching. It's fucking preachy night. It really does. It's so upsetting to me because... It is very difficult. And, And I'll end it on this. Drug addiction is the most, it's the strongest emotion. It's stronger than love. It's stronger than hate. It, it, drug addiction will grip you and make the drug the most important thing in your life. More important than you to yourself, more important than your kids, more important than your family. The only thing, you will be a slave to the high. And for those that are like that, I, I and, and that have someone like that in their life, I am sorry. I know what it's like because my mom was like that, and I, I feel for you. And I know what you're going through, and I know what you're dealing with. I can tell you this: you just have to be strong for yourself. And if you've had enough of the drug user in your life, you need to let yourself off the hook. Forgive yourself for moving on, because you truly need to move on. Because if you don't, it'll fuck up the other family you have. You know, you might, you might be married now, you might have kids, and your husband or your wife can't understand why you're spending all this time with this druggie. And I get it, because it's your brother, it's your mom, and you got to do everything you can. But you do everything you can to your own self-destruction. And you'll continue to let them in your house and into your life, and they will continue to let you down. They will let you down every fucking time. At some point, you need to pick yourself. You need to be strong enough for yourself to move on. Do it for you. For nobody else but for you. And then you have to also have that shield of protection against the hate that's going to come because they will tell you you hate them. They will tell you you walked away from them. They will tell you it is your fault. But it's not. And if you are lucky enough to help somebody and you can actually truly get someone out of that addiction, God bless Because that is probably one of the most difficult things in the world to do. I would tell you this. It's probably easier to win seven Super Bowls and be Tom Brady than it is to get to have somebody break their drug addiction. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Spazzing Out. God bless. God bless America.